You're listening to Green Mountain Medicine, an original podcast series by ACP Vermont for all things internal medicine. I'm Sam. And I'm Anish. And we're your hosts. This series aims to unpack the complexity of medicine in a nuanced and evidence-based way. We invite you to relax, grab some coffee, and engage with us as we deconstruct the topics that impact our field and characterize our practice. Hey everybody, this is Sam and Anish here with an episode of Green Mountain Medicine. We are lucky enough to have our old hosts of the podcast, Dylan and Matt, joining us today. So Dylan is from Bedford, Massachusetts. He went to Duke University for undergrad, and then he worked uh, on HIV research at MGH prior to coming to medical school. And he just matched into IM at Emory University in Atlanta, Georgia. So congrats, Dylan, and so happy to have you with us. Thanks, thanks so much. Next, we have Matt from Diamond Bar, California. He went to UC Irvine undergrad, and he just matched into IM at Beth Israel in Boston. Welcome. Great to be here, guys. So we just wanted to have a really fun episode today and kind of talk about our old hosts and talk about how they met and what made it made them want to start a podcast together. So please chime in. Uh, I think I remember the first day uh, I met Matt. Uh, it really, it worked out that we were roommates uh, first year. So we were actually probably, Matt was one of the first uh, other medical students that I met um, in our class uh, because we arrived to Burlington a few days before school started. And uh, Matt, I believe you were already in uh, the apartment first. I think I was the, the last person to show up. Is that true? Yeah, that's from my company collection. But I brought all the furniture, so it was pretty empty, I think, when when I showed up. But and then uh, we kind of filled it out. But uh, you know, I and I remember Matt had a, an apartment right off the kitchen, uh, and so he uh, used to always, you know, whenever as we were still kind of getting to know each other, and we had two other roommates in the house, uh, you know, we'd start coming to make our meals, and Matt would always pop out to just and you know, say, "Hey, you know, how's it going? Like, how how was that first uh, that lecture for you, or, or what do you think about this?" And then it became kind of a, a nice ritual walk to, to class in the morning. And uh, yeah, so I think we became friends pretty, pretty early on and just uh, were uh, some of the first, he's one of the first guys I could kind of talk with about how things were going in med school. Yeah, Dylan was uh, one of the first med students I met also um, before starting school at UVM. And uh, it's actually kind of funny because I had a pretty good impression of him early on our landlady asked each of the medical students in our house to create little bios of ourselves and send it through email. And so um, when Dylan joined, he said, um, like, oh, hey, you know, I'm from Boston. And uh, if you guys are willing to have me as your roommate, I'll supply all the furniture for the apartment. Yeah, we were pretty sold pretty early on. Um, plus, I didn't realize it came up with so many other additional benefits, just getting to know Dylan and get to learn a little bit about hockey and beer and all things Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, was there some East Coast, West Coast divide there? Absolutely. I think it's sort of a, his, he's in, I was um, disadvantaged a little bit because we're sort of in his home court. But if he ever comes to California, I'll show him around. Yeah, I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you there, Matt, for sure. So what made you guys decide you wanted to start a podcast? So I think if I remember, um, it was, the, we had the idea, I think, during first year um, it was like a late night talk around our kitchen dining table, um, again, supplied by Dylan. <laughs> and we were just like chatting about ways we could learn more and get involved with the local and national IM community. 
And so at the time, I think we were both preparing to transition to become uh, state reps for the local ACP Vermont chapter. And so we were also brainstorming ways that we could maybe um, try to unify some of the awesome IM docs kind of in the rural Vermont area. And we thought, you know, curbsiders was becoming pretty popular um, at the same time. And we thought maybe it'd be kind of cool for us to try our hand at a local podcast. And uh, Dr. Rep, who was the ACP governor, was all for it. And so we thought, what the heck, let's give it a shot. That's awesome. And the rest was history. The rest was history. And you've been climbing the charts ever since. Transitioning just a little bit, what would you say now as graduating fourth years and now real doctors, what would you say your favorite non-IM rotation was in medical school? So I, I, had, I had two, I think, and as Matt can attest, um, there was a, a brief uh, moment, I think, in early in third year, right, was convinced I, I might become a urologist. And I think that as, as I was in, it was my first clerkship, it was surgery clerkship, uh, and it was, I did urology as the first part of it. Um, and I had, I had gotten to know um, one of the urologists, Dr. Plant, pretty early, um, like before getting to, to clerkship year. And I think I was just like very, and I'd never been in an OR before, so that was a very exciting new experience. And it was a really cool um, blend of, you know, having procedures and, and being in the OR and also having clinic. Um, and I think somehow I just was able to kind of ingrain myself with the, the group at UVM pretty well. And I think like having been one of the IM student interest group leaders before, I, in my mind, was thinking, oh, I'm always like internal med, internal med. But I think sometimes I'd come talk with, you know, friends, Matt included, and, and be like, tell them about one of my days on urology. And they're like, Dylan, are you sure? Like, I am really what you want. Like, it seems like this is, this is uh, really striking an accord for you. So, uh, so that, was, that was one that was a really great introduction to clerkship year. And now you hope to be an ID doc, right? Yes, yeah. So I think um, kind of building off the research I had done before and also um, the rotation that I did as a fourth year here at UVM, uh, I just, I've always liked how infectious disease clinicians, um, you know, still, they have to know everything about like human physiology and disease. And they also get to study the microbiology of all of the other, of the vectors, the bacteria. Um, and I mean, there's no better time to be an infectious disease doctor right now. We've, I think we've all learned how, how it's come to the forefront. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's one thing I'm definitely interested in uh, pursuing in my, in my intern year. What about you, yeah. Matt? Do you have any long-term career goals you have in mind so far or not yet? Uh, well, first, I got to say, just for the record, I, for one, am so glad Dylan made the right decision to choose internal medicine. <laughs> uh, I don't think our podcast would have been nearly as successful if it was... Um, run by an aspiring urologist. <laughs> <laughs> For myself, um, I have been kind of enamored with critical care ever since I did the Mickey rotation in August. Um, I have to credit that just to like amazing educators. And so, um, I don't know, I really love ICU medicine. I love kind of being able to talk with patients um, at a point where, you know, things are a little bit more serious than they typically are in the hospital. Um, and then also being able to kind of know your physiology, like the back of your hand and see like the way it translates with any medication you give right there. Um, but to go back to your original question, my favorite non-IM medical rotation, hands down would be um, being a TA in CRR with uh, Dr. Andy Hale. 
I just love teaching, clinical problem solving, uh, reframing information. And as Dill knows quite well, I have, a, I have a weird fascination and love for making PowerPoints. But yeah, and actually I had a ton of fun um, hosting those review sessions for your class. You were a wonderful TA, so thorough. I pretty much studied just from some of your PowerPoints, so you were excellent. Uh, that warms my heart. I got to go tell Dr. Hale. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember too, when we were second years, it was always Matt who led the review sessions. It was like, oh, everyone come over and we'll like make up questions together. And we'd all be like, ah, like, oh, we could stay home. Matt's like, no, like, come on, like, we'll get some food. It'll be fun. And uh, that was a great, uh, it, I always felt like making up those questions and like the night before an exam or something, it, it like was a great study tool and also kind of like relaxed us all a little bit. So I could tell pretty early on that Matt was destined to, to be a great teacher. Well, your respective programs are very lucky to have both of you. That's for sure. On to some other fun things. Burlington is such a great city and you guys have been able to be here for four years. Now you're on to different places, which will also be great. But what is left on your Burlington bucket list um, or what did you do right before you moved out? So I guess I can all can say that, you know, actually I had, I had my last day in Burlington about two days ago. Uh, one thing that was really fun um, was taking a, a about 45 minute drive down to Bristol um, where there's the, um, the Bristol Falls and kind of it's over by um, Lincoln, Vermont and Lincoln Gap. Uh, and it was just starting to get warm enough. It was still really cold, but it was just starting to get warm enough to like uh, get in the water and the water, you know, as you, as you dunk in the river there, it's so kind of refreshing and um, is kind of being surrounded by nature like that was uh, really uh, a great kind of memory to, to uh, send out of Vermont with. And I also think it just, we're so lucky in Vermont to be close to all these great natural resources. Um, I remember one of my favorite hikes um, I also did kind of in fourth year, probably last summer, was down, uh, over at Lake Willoughby, kind of up in the, near the Northeast Kingdom. Uh, and right in foliage season, that was just so beautiful. Probably got the best pictures I'll ever take in my life uh, uh, up there. So those are uh, definitely gonna miss that. Um, and you know, we have a great big, beautiful country, but I think Vermont is such a special uh, uh, place to live uh, in that regard. I had, I think, uh, a pretty short bucket list when I came to Vermont um, with some pretty like tough items, um, top one being, uh, meet Bernie Sanders. I feel like when you meet him, you're a real Vermonter. You like transform and you're actually from here. Yeah, it's like the Medal of Honor of all Vermonters. Uh, and I like, I was like, oh, that's never going to happen. But if someone asked me, of course, that's what I'm going to say. I think it was like first year um, that Dylan actually was driving me. I was accompanying him, but he was driving one of our friends to the airport. And uh, we walk out and who do we run into but Bernie Sanders. And so he took a photo with him as proof, of course. Um, Dylan, unfortunately, was trying to park the car, and so he missed, he missed the opportunity. <laughs> uh, but I took the photo with him there in spirit, so that's pretty awesome. And then I guess the last thing I crossed off on the bucket list, the last maybe two months of med school, I was just like, I love pies, I'm going to go to Poorhouse Pies. And then I was like, this is really good, I'm going to go again and again, and um, kind of became a mini regular there, but totally worth it. That's an excellent Vermont spot too. I, I've become a mini regular there as well. Yeah, Sam just got married and was planning on having wedding pies instead of a wedding cake. That's how into pies she is. I love, I love a good pie and Porterhouse makes some of the best. So everyone should go visit. 
Totally agreed. And congratulations, by the way. Yes, Sam, congratulations. Thanks. So now that you guys finished med school, officially doctors, moving kind of across the country, what are you most excited about with residency? You know, one thing um, that I'm like really excited about, but also a little nervous about, but more excited is that I, I've discovered that my intern class, it's a little bit bigger than how the size of the class at UVM. It's gonna be 88 people wow. um, with all of the, is my core categorical class will be 55 and then there'll be an additional, I think 23 um, pre preliminary and transitional years uh, interns. So it's basically gonna be like, almost like a whole new med school class starting, to, starting over to meet um, a group of co-interns and, um, I know there will be, you know, lots of opportunities to make new friends there, um, and probably will be tough to meet every single person, but I think that'll be really exciting. And I think also, um, just, I don't know, like, I feel like everything that we've worked for in med school is, you know, coming to fruition in this moment and just actually start, um, you know, being the doctor who can make a decision and write an order and have something come of that order as opposed to waiting for it in kind of uh, no man's land and epic until your senior gets to sign it uh, is gonna be really fantastic. And while there will sure to be troubles and challenges along the way, I think that overall is gonna be um, just a really, uh, I I'm, I'm, can't wait for it. I would totally echo what Dylan said, um, which I feel like is what I usually tend to do is I usually tend to echo a lot of what Dylan says, but also um, to add to that list, I think I would say I'm really excited to have uh, medical students that I can teach and hopefully spoil with a little bit of free coffee, um, <laughs> which I feel like is the proper way to treat students. And, um, and I would also say, I think I'm really excited to just explore Boston, just kind of having spent four years listening to Dylan ramble nonstop about how great Boston is. Uh, it's gonna be great to be kind of lay eyes on the city for myself. We can't wait to see what happens with your career. It's gonna be awesome to you know check in and see how things are going. Thanks so much, guys. I mean, I think we, we feel likewise, and we'll be looking back to see in a couple of years where you end up, maybe in the same cities as we are. And you'll always have two uh, followers of, of your podcast. <laughs> you know, we really can't thank you enough for kind of continuing this on because it was a project that Matt and I had so much fun doing. And I think as we were realized we were going to be heading to different places and um, just kind of in the busy throes of, of being interns that it might be hard to keep up. So uh, it does really mean a lot that uh, you guys got want to get involved and have already stepped up. And um, we're looking forward to all the episodes that, that you guys have to make and we'll be sure to tune in. Yeah, we're really glad that you guys were able to do the, the legwork to get it going. And then we're able to kind of step in two years later and hopefully keep it going, build some more steam and then you know, make a tradition out of it. Hopefully we can have you guys back too for a little check-in episode every now and again. Yeah, we'll see if you're still as excited about intern year come six months from now. Hopefully you are. Oh, I think we will be. It's just a function of caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of transitions, um, since you two are the new hosts, we would love to know, I'm sure our listeners would love to know, but Dylan and I would also like to know, what made you want to pick up this podcast? Um, and what are you most excited about? Yeah, so I am the new Matt and Dylan in your other role as the student member of the ACP Vermont Council, um, which is kind of how I first heard about this podcast. I 
went to public health school before going into med school and I've been kind of I was very passionate about it and I was I've been kind of trying to think of ways to kind of put my public health education into my medical education sometimes that feels a little bit different difficult they feel a little separate and when the ACP opportunity came up I thought like hey this this is a good way to kind of um, do that. And so that's how I first heard of the podcast. I am an avid podcast listener. I love podcasts, have always listened to podcasts. So I thought, why not try to create one? And I thought, I, you know, I listened to your old episodes and I thought it seemed really interesting. I think podcasts are a great way to learn. We're oftentimes commuting either by foot or by car. And it's such a great way to learn in a kind of low stress environment and just educate yourself on something you maybe wouldn't have encountered otherwise. Yeah, and for me, you know, I've always, I mean, liked the idea of internal medicine. And when I thought that I wanted to go to med school, my kind of like the vision I had in my head was like that like, community doctor who like knows all their patients and like then you delivered your patients' kids and now they're your patients. And so, you know, the idea of running this podcast and being able to talk to people, you know, not just at UVM, but all over Vermont and really get kind of more sometimes out of just the academic bubble that we're always in really excited me. And so the idea, you know, of being able to meet people that like, I didn't, wouldn't even have known existed if I, you know, hadn't taken this on, kind of was excited to see what happens over the next few years in terms of kind of my career development and, you know, this podcast. And I feel like they might really co coincide where we have, you know, some really interesting guests on here, which just like completely, you know, zigzags where I thought I was going to be going in terms of my goals and that'll be fun. Yeah, it's such a great way too to, you know, hear about someone who's interesting and think, oh, I really want to pick their brain on this topic. And now we have this platform to do it. Like, hey, I don't know if you've heard, but we have a chart climbing podcast and I think you want to be on it. But really, it's a it's a great way to, you know, make relationships and learn about different niches in internal medicine. And, and one thing I think I really appreciated from having some uh having different guests come, you know, come on and talk with us is I think at first when they when we asked, like, would you want to be on our podcast? people kind of got a little nervous. They're like, oh, is this like, I have to perform? Like, this is going to be kind of stressful. And I think afterwards they're like, oh, wow, that was actually really fun. Like, it was such a nice conversation um, and, uh, you know, pretty low stakes, but still a way to like, you know, just like you said, get some, uh, pick some people's brains, get some great perspectives, and then be able to share that with, with the, like the Vermont medicine community and beyond. Uh, and the one thing I was curious about for, for you guys is uh, I think right when we first met as we were preparing to uh, hand off, it was right at the start of your guys' clerkship year. And I we both know that the transition kind of from you know, preclinical and then taking step one and then getting uh, kind of your first rotation in the books uh, is such a huge accomplishment in and of itself. So, and it, I remember running into uh, Sam, I think on one of my last days of medical school and yeah, you were already uh, real hard at work uh, on the Hemonc service. So I, how does it feel like, you know, now that you have one under your belt, like, is it exciting? Is it still terrifying? Is it kind of a mixture of, of all things? I think it's, it's really exciting to like be in the hospital and feel like you're actually doing medicine kind of like, we're obviously not real doctors yet, but like, it reminds me of why, why you went to med school in the first place. Like I didn't go to med school to study for step one and do Anki. Like those are things that I had to do for a while and I guess I still have to do a little bit of, but it's really cool to like be, you know, seeing actual patients. And it's also just like mind boggling to me how much you can learn in like a single day like in the hospital. Like you see 
something you've studied like in you know your textbook for like weeks and then you see one patient with it and it's like oh like that makes sense like i see the, the clinical findings and like why the physical exam is like this and why this med works and so i think that was probably the craziest thing about being in clerkship so far is just like how all these pieces of this puzzle can suddenly just start clicking so fast and there's still like so much more to learn always but it's just it just blows my mind how things just fit together like that yeah i couldn't agree more it's so nice to actually be in the hospital doing some hands-on work even if it's just you know as simple as talking to a patient getting a history doing a med rec these little things that other people don't want to do it's actually kind of exciting for us at this point i also took four years off between college and med school and i was working in healthcare. Um, so it's felt really good to return to working. As much as I love studying and being in classes, it feels great to be working again and trying to be useful. So it's, yeah, it's been, a, it's been an amazing learning environment. And I think we're really lucky at UVM. I think the attendings, the residents, they're all spectacular. I've yet to meet someone who wasn't a wonderful teacher. Everyone loves to teach. I, I feel like we've been really spoiled. You can, you know, talk to even attending, you might have been intimidated to talk to otherwise, and they're excited to teach you about something. Everyone seems to have the time for you, which is, I think, maybe a unique thing about Vermont. I think I totally agree with that. I feel like EVM is, has such an interestingly weird, humble culture around it um, that I understand is pretty rare in the world of academia. Anish, I think that quote that you just laid is like Instagram worthy. Like, I didn't go to med school to, to study for step one. That's like the new motto of EVM, probably. I don't know. Someone tell, someone tell Dean Page. It's just interesting because we're kind of like at this, this point where we have pass-fail rotations now and COVID is like kind of going away. So I don't know. For me, I'm just like excited for summer and excited to be able to do stuff again safely and like not spend my entire weekend just studying or sitting at home social distancing. So Things are looking bright right now for us. Things are really bright. And about the pass-fail thing, uh, for us at least, because we don't have to sprint home at the end of each day and kind of study a bunch from the books, I found that I've been able to stay later where maybe I would have felt guilty otherwise because I need to, you know, slam the space bar and do the Anki as uh, Anish was talking about. But instead I get to stay late and like because I want to and kind of learn from the patients. So I feel like we're getting a really good kind of different education. I think in all, like, we're very happy to be in the clerkship part. And that's, you know, that's just so great to hear. And, and I think you really hit that point on the head that you learn the most by just being with your patients and spending time with them and, and following them over, you know, the, the days and weeks of your rotation. So this one thing I think is such a great uh, change in the curriculum that uh, allows you more time to do that. It's really awesome to hear that you're taking full advantage of that. Do you both have any advice for us going forward, finishing out the last year and a half, two years of medical school and choosing a specialty? I would say um, you'll definitely get some exposure to a wide breadth of, of specialties in clerkship year, and, you'll, and you will start to feel um, who, who your people are, who you kind of fit in the most with, and what topics in medicine you know, get you the most excited. And, you know, for, for me, it was, it was medicine and then all like also urology, but then kind of medicine went out in the end. And I think you'll, you'll feel kind of warring factions in your own mind as you go through the clerkships, which is, I think is a great thing. It means that you're, you're actually finding interest and excitement in all of them. And if you, when you remember those things down the line, like, you know, you can remember 
you know, something from your neurology clerkship, even if you're like a internist or a surgeon that comes in handy and it'll, it'll just kind of make your day. And, you know, it'll help that patient that much more that, that you remember that those kinds of things. So, you know, really keeping, keeping that excitement about everything that you, that you rotate through. Uh, and then even when you do decide on a specialty, which I think we both would definitely push internal medicine as, as the place to be, uh, it's obviously a unique journey um, and, and things happen. But when you do decide um, to also remember that fields that you hadn't otherwise been in before. So like, you know, I did a pathology rotation and interventional radiology uh, rotation, like after, kind of during and after interviews. And I feel like I just learned so many things there that like, I don't know, kind of came, gave me cool perspective, even as, you know, stuff that I won't use every day in internal medicine. But like when those things come up, it'll be super useful. Um, to add on to what Dylan's saying, I would say advice I would leave you with maybe a little bit deeper, <laughs> a couple of things. I would tell you that um, don't be afraid to reach out and make connections with like fourth years, with faculty, you know, like sometimes in the hospital, medical students, we take on a pretty like submissive role. We're kind of, you know, we're like the messengers, the consult callers. And usually like after you see a faculty at the end of your shift, you kind of part ways and you don't talk to them anymore. Um, but UVM's culture is so unique and I feel like it's really to your advantage to reach out and just say like, hey, you know, really would love to talk to you more about X, Y, or Z, um, or I'm doing an extracurricular. Like, I'd love to have you on my podcast. And then maybe afterwards we can talk about what you, uh, what made you choose your specialty, things like that. Those have been, those networks have been so fundamental, I think, to my own growth um, and really fulfilling just to have people that support you and then eventually transition into your colleagues when you graduate. And then the second thing I would leave you with um, is to beware the internal the medical school culture it's kind of like not a secret uh, especially at uvm you know given kind of our recent events that you know the world of medical school is very cutthroat wherever you go and uh and i think oftentimes it's sort of a game of faces like people you know will put on a face and it's sort of a competition of who can present themselves as the most confident the most successful at any one point uh, and just remember that that's a very flawed way to compare yourself to other people much more accurate just to compare yourself to who you were yesterday and focus on your own growth. Mic drop. I don't have a mic, but that brought a tear to my eye. I really that's appreciate the quote that. for Instagram right there. <laughs> that's great. And that's partly why I love that you guys started this podcast together. Anything where there's such teamwork and support and wanting, you know, both people to get better and, you know, improve their careers. It's really good to see. And I'm lucky to be now running this with my friend too, just like you guys. So I think that's really inspiring. So thank you both for that advice. I would say oh, the only other thing I would tell you, so Dylan and I, because we made so many podcast episodes in person, we consumed a lot of chicken wings. And so um, like watch out for your sodium level when that happens. But when you do get those cravings, wings over is probably unbeatable in the Burlington area. Good to know. And now we know two doctors that can definitely manage our sodium levels. <laughs> I hear internists love sodium, so. We'll be calling the ID consults here to Emory to make sure that we don't <laughs> have any infectious disease and it's just too many chicken wings. And if we need the MICU, we know where to go. <laughs> All right. Well, a big thank you to Dylan and Matt for one, creating this podcast in the first place and two, taking time out of their very hectic schedule, moving to residency to chat with us a little bit. And we're both so excited to see what you guys do 
And we hope that, you know, in a little while, we can have you back on the podcast again. Yeah, thank you so much. Guys, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. And we will be uh, tuning in to this and every episode in the future. That's it for today on Green Mountain Medicine. I'm Anish Single. And I'm Sam Schutz. And thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed our discussion, please don't forget to follow us on Twitter at ACP underscore Vermont for more podcast updates.